0: Welcome to 50 for 2, I'm Solomon Dubner.
1: I'm Stephen Dubner, your father. Really? Solomon, as your father, I'm worried about you. Yeah? Because when someone loves something so much, and that thing doesn't love you back, I worry about that person, and the thing that you love is Barcelona, and they ain't loving you back, brother! (laughs) It's been a brutally difficult few weeks to be a Barcelona fan. It has. We
0: might throw away the league after having what seemed like a completely insurmountable lead at the top, or at the Champions
1: League. And yeah. now we should say this is not a, a Barcelona podcast. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> not kidding. Okay. That's what you really want. No, you follow football all over, but your heart it lies with and only with Barca. Yeah. So how you doing, brother? I'm concerned about you. I'm
0: worried. I I think dwelling on it won't help. So I think we should move off of this hub for a little bit. Talk about more football
1: and then get back to Barcelona. I'm happy to do that, but let me dwell for just a moment. Okay. Because, you know, parents torture yeah. their children a little bit. Um, w- where do you find solace when you, when you identify with and love a team as much as you do Barca, and they're having such a rough patch? Where do you find solace in just your, that in your I, life? I, I, do you turn to alcohol and drugs? No. In Barca, terms, I think it can't
0: get much worse. It has to get better. <laughs> so this is the first time since '03 that we've lost three straight La Liga
1: games. You know what's interesting about your mentality as a fan, and I think there are many different fan mentalities. You, when the bad stuff is happening, you get as dark as anyone. Yeah. But then you get you brighten quite quickly after. Do you think that's because you're young? Because you're only fifteen, and it might be. Also, I just trust the team a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's go to the EPL now. <laughs> I gotta get off <laughs> no, before okay. I start crying. That's how you cope. Okay, go for it. All uh, right. So on Saturday, Manchester United beat Aston Villa. 1-0. Marcus Rashford scored again for his seventh goal in 12 games in his first full into United. Villa, uh, they're out of their misery. They've been relegated.
1: Can I ask you a question? Yes, you may. With a guy like Marcus Rashford, where did he come from? Who saw him coming? And how unexpected is this?
0: Within United fans, he was pretty well known. But outside that, not
1: very He was well. playing on like a Man U B team or something? Yeah, the under-21s mainly. Mm-hmm. Academy player. Yeah. A- a- and you've read and read a lot about football. Um, yeah. Do you have you read anything applicable um, that relates to a guy like this, a young guy who gets his chance and just like explodes right off the bat? Do you have any sense of what that must feel like? Whether you know it's exceeding expectations, whether it's maybe setting the bar so high that you're scared that you're not going to be able to keep it up?
0: Well, I actually have an example that from baseball. Let me hear. I, I don't like baseball, I think it's a boring sport. You used um, to like baseball, we should yeah. say. Yeah. Also, hate in Central Park. We we're trying to play football, but all the baseball players are in the way. and They're hitting balls at you. When I was with my friend, he got a line drive to his leg. Really? Had the bump size to an apple. You know him, Nick Crawford. You know him.
1: Well, in their defense, they're the ones with the license for no, the field during no, the spring. No, this was
0: on a soccer field. Oh, it really? was on one of the
1: stuff in Amsterdam. Really? Okay. Then, you know baseball the, people the, can go to hell then. Yeah. If that's the way it happened. Yeah. All right. So what's your example from baseball? Lou Gehrig, he replaced Wally Pip
0: at first base just for one day because Pip was sick, he played amazingly, and then he played, like what was it, 2,500 or games in a row. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. A lot. He just hit the ground running and never looked back
1: well, until he died. Well, do you think Marcus Rashford until he died, which is a sad assessment? <laughs> Wayne Rooney
0: ending. just hit the ground running for United
1: and Everton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your assessment of Rashford overall? As a- he's,
0: a, he's mature for his age as a player. He's a great player. He seems very determined. I think he could go far. Well, I can't wait to keep watching them with you. Also, another Manchester team, Man City, won 3-0 at Sanford Bridge. Mm. Uh, Guerrero hat-trick, one of which is a penalty for which, for which uh, Courtois was sent off. The blue Chelsea has nothing to play for this season, really. They're not going to finish top four. They're not in the Cups. They have nothing to play for.
1: They're going to finish uh, maybe Europa League qualifying, but m- at May- this point it's only a maybe, right? I- if I were them, I wouldn't want Europa League. Okay. I think I've asked you this before. I'm going to ask you again. Yeah. You have a lot of Chelsea. Um... But I, I was going
0: to say first, I don't think they really want Europa League or they shouldn't because Europa League is an, isn't that good for a team like Chelsea's standard. They've already won it. Um, is there and... any
1: advantage to them tanking or no? It's not like you get draft picks the way you do it. No, them.
0: but it's, it allows you more time and space to rebuild while being while keeping
1: all your players fit. But Chelsea is not the kind of club that wants to enter a rebuilding season. Plainly, they I have assume to. they're gonna though. Really? Knows. So okay. So again, I, this is a question I've asked you before. We have a lot of friends who are Chelsea fans. They're having a very dismal season. They've, some of them have given up. Some of them have yeah. not. Uh, how would you be feeling about the club if you were them?
0: I think mean, Antonio Conte is going to be a good manager. He's going to bring in a lot of good signings. Um, I think it's going to be a good season next year. I'm already picking Man City to win the league next year because they're going to have Pep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which they're not even definitely yet. What? He's not definitely definitely. Pep yes, is, is definitely yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Oh, yeah, it's all announced. Okay, In February they announced. All right, um, keep up, Dad. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. Okay. I don't keep up. You. Okay, so poor Chelsea. Uh, what about um one of our one of our favorites, Bournemouth? Yeah, they put up a decent performance. Lost two one at home to Liverpool. From Firmino Serge goals, and let me ask you this: uh, This is Eddie Howe's Barmy Army, correct? Yes. Yeah. Now, would you say that Eddie Howe's Barmy Army has exceeded expectations in its first Premier League uh, campaign? Yeah, they're probably. I don't. know, I think they're somewhere like from
0: 13th to 15th. I think that's not relegation. this season is a success. So,
1: if recent history holds, we can expect Bournemouth to win the title next year, like oh, Leicester yeah, of course. is about to. Of course. <laughs> can we get to Leicester? Of course. So they were playing West Ham at
0: home, which is where the great escape from relegation started last year uh. with Andy King's 86-minute winner at Leicester. Mm. I mean, at the King Power. So 19 minutes in, 1-0. I bet you can't
1: get to scored.
0: Jamie Vardy. Of course. So, yeah, then he scored. Then in the second half, he got sent off for a second year, given for a dive. And as much I as have to
1: I... say, I saw that. That was crap call. As... And I think really? It
0: might have... I think it was a dive. It wasn't a penalty. I'm not sure I'd call it a dive. I don't think second game should be given for dives.
1: Can I just say, as a former ASO football official, yeah, as the man who had the yellow cards and the red cards in his hand, granted for 11-year-olds, <laughs> <laughs> but I studied... I I studied should have gotten
0: other... a yellow card this weekend. I didn't, though. What
1: did you do that deserved a yellow card this weekend? Um,
0: someone took the ball from me, and they were running away. I was playing left wing, so I just stuck at my foot down and took them down. Wow. It was a great tackle. <laughs> did you get a foul called, at least, I hope?
1: Yeah. I missed your match. How'd you do? I did
0: eh. You did no. eh? I had three good chances. One of them was a one-on-one with the keeper. He was caught out, and I shot it from, like, 25 yards out. It was yep. an open net and he just, he just parried it. It was mm. a good shot. And I had this one open chance against my friend who was on my team last year, you know him, Gian. Oh, sure. And I this was annoying. The field we were playing at, it was kind of uneven. So I had it teed up perfectly for a half-volley. It was going to be an amazing goal, but the, ball, but the ball bounced, like, a good one yard next to me mm. when I was about to shoot, and it went wide.
1: Well, if it's any consolation, your miss was not as bad as Gerard Piquet's Practically open that open miss. Ooh, let's not even talk about that. Sorry. Okay, we'll get there eventually. So,
0: anyway, Lester West Ham. So Vardy scored sent off. Then Andy Carroll scored a penalty. And Aaron Cresswell scored a great volley. It was a beautiful
1: goal. A great goal. 86 minute mile. It reminded me of like the perfect slice of pizza. Somehow yeah. just all the components were there. I agree. Crunchy, saucy, spicy, hot, but not too hot. It was a beautiful goal. It was great.
0: Then 94th minute, I or 92nd. Lester wins a penalty. I think Jeffrey Schlupp was taken down the box. Schlupp. Schlupp. Then Leonardo Uchoa, the substitute striker, comes on and scores the penalty. Is that how you say his name? Uchoa? Uchoa.
1: Uchoa? But it was spelled with two L's. Yeah. Uchoa. Uchoa. U-L-L-O-A. Yeah. Uchoa. Okay. God bless you. Uchoa. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Lester gets
0: a. Big point.
1: So how big is the point? So give us quickly at the top of the table now. So Leicester
0: now, they're just five points ahead of Spurs after they beat Stoke 4-0 today with goals from um, Kane, two from Kane and two from Ali.
1: Wait, so Leicester and Spurs are even in matches played, but Leicester still have a five-point lead. Yeah. But it could have been seven had they won. Yeah, could have kept it at seven. Could have kept it at seven. So how many matches left? We're talking four or five? Four, I think your yeah, prediction as of this minute does lester. Lester, lester who does lester play is their is their schedule relatively viable it's no. not it's not no, an they, easy schedule they have
0: home to swansea which should be a win
1: they don't they have chelsea at
0: uh it's home to swansea at united okay home to everton yeah and then the final day at Chelsea. They now, could, I
1: think they'll have a one by then. Now, you said something to me the other day that amazed me and that I deeply think to not be true. Yeah. You said that teams that Leicester is going to play the rest of the season are going to not lay down for them, but they are... Uh, excited or no, no,
0: no! It's that teams that the Spurs play for the rest of the season want to put up extra effort to help Leicester oh, win.
1: That makes total sense. Yeah, that's why. That saying. makes total sense because even if I'm whoever no. I am, I'm not going to give yeah. Leicester. The Ryan
0: Sawcross on Stoke said that they wanted to put up a great effort against Spurs today and help Leicester well, win. Well, they did
1: put up a great effort, losing nil four. So nicely done. I hope everybody else puts up their. Someone on Twitter said at some point I'm just going to come out. And publicly declare myself a Spurs fan? Yeah. I am. I love Spurs. You're a Spurs fan, but a Barca supporter. Oh. Barca comes oh, first for yeah. you. No, or you can get out of my house. Uh, would you like to rephrase that statement? Or I can get out of your house. There you go. That's really much more accurate. But <laughs> um, but I, I love Spurs. And it's partly because we happen to see them play in London a couple times, mostly by happenstance. But I read a wonderful book that I've probably mentioned on this podcast yeah, kick before, and Kick and Run, by Jonathan Wilson, that's about growing up as a Spurs fan. And uh, they are the Jewish club in uh, in London, and I happen to be Jewish, as do you. Yeah, that and might offend a lot of people in the world. That might offend a lot of people, rooting for a jewish a Jewishish club? A lot of people. Well— Should we uh, cut this part? No. No. Okay. I I uh I am I'm super proud about that. Me too. Um, about having a a club that you know with whom there's. Oh, some, yeah, I agree. There's some you know f- affiliation. Next time we go to
0: event, we very wear yarmulkes there. Well, um, yes. Uh, I know what we should eat for Passover though. What
1: should we eat for Passover?
0: Guess. Uh, um, it's
1: very Jewish for Passover. Is this a Passover joke of some kind? It may be. I don't know. What Pizza. Should- yeah, pizza is not a Passover food because the bread is leaven. Although you could have a, oh, the dog just You could Aye. have um, a matzah pizza. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't like
0: matzah. Uh, you I know, know what? Not. You know what? Before we get back to football, when I was little, when I went to school. Well, all around Passover, they gave a snack every day like they do the whole year. And around Passover, it would always be matzah. And all the, all the non-Jewish kids would go flocking, say, <laughs> loving matzah. And all the Jews go just stay back and say, ugh, <laughs> we've had enough of that stuff.
1: I believe that is called the grass is greener on the other side of the fence syndrome. Yeah. That which you don't have uh, regularly seems like um, a treat or exotic or fun. On the other hand, there are Jews who eat matzah regularly and love it. And I'm sure there are non-Jews who rarely eat matzah. And when they have it, they don't love it. Yeah. I'm back to football. Back to Arsenal football. Arsenal 1-1 with Crystal
0: Palace at uh, the Emirates. Sanchez, Alexandres and Yannick Bellassi score. And now La Liga. Hang,
1: hang on. Let's just finish it. So Arsenal seems like in good shape to maintain its um, third, maybe fourth. Probably fourth, I think. It was probably pretty. fourth. City. City yeah. 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 City's, and would you say that City's surging overall a little bit? Yeah. And Champions would you League say semifinals. that City has any chance? At the Champions League? Yeah. No, 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 no. the title? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. You really don't. I don't. So you think it's Leicester. Yeah. I can't wait to play this tape for you if you're wrong. Only yeah. because, um, and I know we're about to speak about the Liga, only because <sighs> just a mere three or four weeks ago, you were telling me that not only would Barca probably win the treble, but they almost were guaranteed to win La Liga. And all of a sudden, where are we now, Salo? We're top of the table
0: on head-to-head record at Atletico Madrid. We lost 2-1 to Valencia. I have no idea how we lost. We were completely the better team, missed so many chances. Messi scored his 500th career goal. I
1: disagree with completely the better team. Completely yeah. the better team. We were the better team. You have made the argument that Barcelona is, in a word... Tired. Tired, yeah. Uh, do you have any numbers to... Yeah, so... In this article by The Week, a British newspaper, mm-hmm.
0: it says, uh, this is a quote, In the past year, Messi, Suarez, and Neymar have played a cumulative uh, 16,058 minutes of competitive football for club and country. So that's not doesn't even include friendlies, like really. wow. That is 80% more than Bayern Munich's front men. Wow. It's 42% more than Manchester City's. 57% more than Real Madrid's and a whopping 63% more than those at Atletico.
1: Okay. So that is on the one hand And wait, well, sorry. and
0: the players between them this season Yeah. um have been substituted can you guess how many times?
1: Oof. Nine, ten. 4 Oh my God. Okay, so on the one hand, that statistic is indeed uh, whatever, good evidence of the point you're making. On the other hand, it's maybe as much as anything an indication that they have three players who are so good that they need. I, I don't think we should have sold Pedro. I think that. That hurt us. We, we didn't have a
0: choice. Really yeah.
1: All I'm saying is that that statistic may overvalue a little bit the fact that they, you know, are built. Look, they're three superstars playing up front. So other clubs don't have three of that caliber necessarily. And so it's not that it's not necessarily about their durability or necessarily about their being overrun, but you're saying they appear to be a little bit over, mm-hmm. overworked. First so Dan- I have uh, to say Messi Messi made one run on defense the other day that was yeah. unbelievable. I can't remember who got beat. I think Danny Alves got beat on the wing and PK was a little slow getting back, which sometimes happens. And Danny, uh, excuse me, Leo took off like I'd never seen him run without the ball um to chase it down and it was remarkable and it worked and it was an it was a nice um it was a nice sequence, but I will say that. For the next 15 minutes, he looked really tired. He looked like he was just standing around, (laughs) kind of waiting for the perfect opportunity, and he didn't create any opportunities, and the rest of the front didn't either. And while we're
0: on the subject of Messi, let's just pay tribute to him—the greatest player ever. Scored his 500th career goal yesterday. Just a fun little stat. It took Cristiano—and this is for Club and Country—took Cristiano Ronaldo 749 games to score um 500 goals. Took Messi 632.
1: Well, the fact that his 500th goal came in a loss, a, a bad loss, is a little bit of a Pyrrhic victory. Have you ever heard of a Pyrrhic victory? I think you know what it means. It's named after King Pyrrhus of—I want to say of uh. Epirus? Epirus? No, that's not quite right. Um, Ephesus? I don't remember. Ephesus? No. The king of the feces? No, but um, a Pyrrhic victory is basically— One that doesn't matter. Well, it's not that it doesn't matter. It's a consolation. It's costly. Yeah. It's a a costly victory. Uh, So that's not really the case of the goal. In fact, I misused the term Pyrrhic victory because there's nothing costly about the goal— it just, um, it didn't... Uh... Leo
0: Messi just unbelievable. Like Pep said, I'm going to listen to Pecorial and not try to write about him or describe him, because just watch him. There's no point, because you can't describe
1: him. Well, tell me, Barcelona is skidding hard, skidding fast, skidding disastrously toward a potentially very dissatisfying end of season. What about the rest of La Liga? Real Madrid beat Getafe
0: 5-1 away in a Madrid Derby. Goals from James, uh, Isco, and BBC... They're one point off the top, and Atletico beat Granada at home, 3-0 goals from Torres, Cocaine, and Ángel Correa. Uh, so they're level-on points with Barca, but they're second place on a head-to-head record.
1: And again, we've gone over this before, but strength of schedule, Barcelona versus Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid.
0: This Wednesday's a big one. We're going to La Coruña to play Deportivo, um, and I think Atletico's the weightiest atletico about the Sama Mesa did very hard. Barca won 2-0 there opening day of the Liga season, but lost 4-0 there in the Supercopa. Mm-hmm. And, Atleti- and at Real Madrid, hosts via Real, which is not easy.
1: How sad would it be for you and me and for all Barca supporters if that Clasico earlier in the year, the 4-0 defeat of of Real Madrid... At Real Madrid at the Bernabeu turned out to be just a, a, a tease and a precursor to a season in which Real Madrid. What if Real Madrid wins the Liga? It's not going to happen. It can't. I think I still what feel. What if like Real it... Madrid wins the double, and we're left with well, the
0: yeah they're not going to Copa, obviously. Like the double like, though they could, yeah the Champions League, and Elite. right? Yeah, could, yeah, I know that's if mean. they
1: could if they could get both a time machine and a fax machine, they could still win the Copa del Rey. <laughs> All right, just let's start a few other big games in Europe. In Italy,
0: um, Juve beat Palermo four Ma- uh, 0 Ho
1: hum. Juve dominant. Yeah, beautiful. In
0: Paris, in uh, France, PSG. What would
1: Pierlo be doing right now if he were you? Because when He'd I be watch Juve, when I watch Pierlo play for New York City FC, which is our MLS club, I feel as if he is. Um, he doesn't care. You know when you're on the moving sidewalk at the uh, airport. Yeah, and there's like the walk lane on. There's the standing lane on the right, and the walk lane on the Dad, left.
0: yeah, Let me just interrupt you. Yeah, that drawing you just made for me. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> are You're you the next Picasso.
1: You're ridiculing me because I can't draw at all. But um, uh,
0: my seventh grade history teacher called me artistically challenged. So well, it's
1: Here, but here's hi Miss Freed, huge soccer fan. Hi Miss Freed. Uh, but here's the walk lane on the right, and here's the um, standing lane on the right, and the walk lane on the left. I feel like when I watch MLS, when I watch NYC, New York City FC in retreat, in defensive retreat, everybody on both squads is on the, the walking side and Pierre Lowe is on the standing side. It's yeah. unbelievable. I don't know whether it's physical he just disability. Care, I think. How can you not care? How can you be a. And I, lo- I love to watch him play and I we, we were all rooting for him, but goodness gracious, I don't know whether it's pace, whether it's physical infirmity or just lack of effort. But when you watch the goals that get scored against them, often uh, a big contributing factor is Pierre Lowe just kind of jogging back, uh, yeah. w- even when he's on the ball. So that's dispiriting. Yeah.
0: Back to that big score, so Juve on, beat Palermo 4-0 in France. Monaco uh, beat Marseille 2-1. PSG beat Cayenne 6-0. Mm. No surprise there, it's PSG. And in Germany, Bayern beat Schalke 3-0. And before we go, how about we talk about transfer news? I'd love to talk about transfer news. So it seems like a Mourinho still being linked to Man United. I think we
1: should trade our small dog for a big dog just for like a week.
0: Where'd that come from?
1: Yeah, talking about transfer news and dreams and That's hopes and you know, just to, I think it'd be fun to have a big dog in the house for a yeah. week. It might it might eat me. You know, you you were never a dog person until we got a dog. No. How much do you love our dog? A lot. If you had to choose between your dog and your sister.
0: So let's go to transfer news. <laughs> um <laughs> Um so Mourinho still being linked to United. Actually uh Involving that Everton want Mourinho if he doesn't go to United, something mm-hmm. happening. He's only a Champions League manager. Even he I mean, probably won't be a Champions League. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants Higuain from Napoli. Could be worth seven million pounds, but he has thirty. I mean, but he has thirty-two goals this season, so he could be worth it. Um, still on United, uh, they might give up Marcus Rashford mm. and to help them sign Fiorentina's the young w- winger Federico Bernardeschi, who's very good. So that's so that's something to watch. Um, Arsenal's after Granit Xhaka, a defensive midfielder who's good. But they don't need him. They have in. They have kozola who's on DM, but he can work like one once in a while. They have El Nenny, Ramsey, Wilshere. Absolutely no need. Kareem Benzema they've been linked to. Who would he could win in the league? City are su- supposedly gonna. Who game. do you think he
1: blackmail on that team?
0: Olivier Giroud, mm-hmm. fellow French striker. Mm-hmm. Oh, has already had uh, sex scandals. each year So on perfect, easy target. Perfect, yeah.
1: Good to know. Good, a good fit then I'd say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Man City seems thing I of just forget about Pogba and go for his teammate
1: and Juve Alvaro Morata. Mm. What do you think of that? If that were to come true, I think he'd be a great backup to Aguero. Mm-hmm. And do you have any uh, information or thoughts on Pogba? Which is, you know, I mean, that's come to Barca. So He'll be cares. here within two or three years. I feel like you keep telescoping that out further and further. Last year, it was, he'll be here this summer. And then it was, he'll be here next year. Now, it's, he'll be here within two or three years. <laughs> he'll come eventually.
0: Manu, according to the guy's father, uh, Nishan Burka- Burkhardt, a young Swiss striker from FC Zurich, is going to join this summer. Mm-hmm. Now, this is all about left-wingers. PSG wants Antoine Griezmann and Marco Royce to replace Ibrahim Cavani this summer. Um, those are, they're both. Good. Those are two central players, Ibra Cavani, and both Royce and Griezmann are more wingers. But Griezmann's become more of a st- upfront striker this season. Uh, we saw that this week. <laughs> um, Bayern wants Alexis Sanchez, and lastly, if we can't. We can't go without talking about Barcelona transfers. We've reportedly agreed a deal this summer for Kevin Gamero.
1: Who's Kevin Gamero?
0: Good young—not young—good French striker in Sevilla. He scored against us this year. I don't think—he's good. He scores, but he's not a Barcelona player. He's not, versatile. he's not versatile enough. He's not mobile enough.
1: Well, you say we've presumably reportedly agreed to a deal. Why? If if that turns out to be true, what's the logic there? Just a What player, role does he fill? He
0: can come on and score goals.
1: Mm-hmm. And— um, in the recent Barca swoon of the past few weeks, mm. what would you identify as the central weakness? If you owned Barca Everything. on FM, <laughs> if you owned Barca on FM and you had to make one then or two manage. moves,
0: I just think wait it out because you're not going There's no way you're gonna bench any of MSN. What about midfield? I love Ivan Rakitic, but I think he's he's one of the few players in eleven who is replaceable.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Biscuits, as we sometimes Those call kids. him, uh, had some very unusual sequences for him the yeah. other day. I
0: feel—I still do always trust him. Mm-hmm.
1: What what would you see the Barcelona midfield looking like and playing like were Pogba to come join the squad? It'd be
0: much more dynamic. It would be much more frantic movement, much stronger. They could they do better in the air. You would see much many more long shots.
1: What would uh, what would Messi's role look like uh, with the uh, Pogba back there? I'm
0: not sure how much it would change. Um, Pogba would be on the right side of midfield because Iniesta's always played on the left, mm-hmm. like right center, left center, and so he'd be next to Messi. It'd be him combining with. Dani Alves, maybe at this point, maybe Sergio Roberto, and Leo Messi. So that'd be interesting to see.
1: Hey, Salman, have we ever told our listeners about Paul Pogba coming to New York in the summer to train kickboxing? I'm not sure. We might have. I think we probably did. Yeah, it was pretty cool. No, we, we did. I remember the first episode. Yeah, yeah. So, so we so so say it for
0: people who haven't listened to that.
1: Sure. So, uh, a guy that we know who works as a doorman but also runs, he's a former boxer. Oh, he runs a, runs a world-class kickboxing academy in Brooklyn. Apparently it is a world-class kickboxing academy and one of his students last summer was Paul Pogba, but he did not know who he was. And he, and he, he said, said, you
0: look like an athlete. Do you play sports? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I play soccer. And he said, who do you play for? Like in New York? He's like, no, Juventus.
1: Uh-huh. And did the boxer... The <laughs> he guy... heard of Juventus. And then he, but he said he didn't really get it until he realized that outside, the window, outside the window everybody lined yeah. up. And he said he was an amazing athlete. He said he, he said he kicked very, very hard. Not surprised. Not surprised. So let me ask you this. In the spirit of Paul Pogba coming to New York last summer to train in some kickboxing, which top-tier talent do you think might end up visiting New York City this summer? And what
0: unusual activity will they do? Well, Christian Fuchs, I know, definitely visit our local soccer store upper 90. He's there a lot. Lester, left back, has been born in the title charge. mm mm-hmm. um,
1: Let's see. Who else will come? I think, I think Mark Bartra likes it here on Barca. Mm-hmm. And what would he do here? I don't know. You know what I think will happen? I think Robert Hooth will come over. Yeah. So and I think he will shop for hats here because he's heard that we have the biggest hats in the world. He has a he's, big head. He's got a big head. He looks like a Viking. You, you said. He's, right. He looks like a big, beautiful Viking yeah. that he needs that big horny hat. or Not horny hat. Horny. <laughs> a horned like hat. like Louis Van Hall.
0: <laughs> I want my players to be horny against FC Michelin.
1: <laughs> Solomon, I'm always horny to talk football with you. <laughs> it's not football for one. It's footy for two. Again, we
0: can't... Keep back. We have to change that last line. It's pretty corny, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, we're cornballs. Love you, though, brother. Me too.